everyone. Welcome to the Where Your Feet Take You podcast. I'm Kayla Bowker, professional triathlete, mom to two little boys, and coach at Where Your Feet Take You, triathlon and mental performance coaching. And I'm super excited to bring to you one of the most fun triathletes out there on the course. I'm pretty sure she is the most smiley person. In fact, she's probably the most smiley person in this interview at the moment between the two of us. (laughs) Um, she is a professional triathlete as well, and she is the social media marketing and communication specialist for Black and Ver- uh, Veach. Vetch. Mm-hmm. Not sure if I said that correctly. Yeah. Um, you all mostly know her as LA triathlete, um, but I'm bringing to you today Caroline Carter, and I'm super excited to chat with her about all things triathlon. So, welcome, Caroline. Welcome to the podcast. Before we jump into our recording here, I'm super excited to share with you guys that we are now offering a Patreon account for the Where Your Feet Take You podcast. Our mission here at Where Your Feet Take You is simple. We are here to unite the triathlon community and foster a shared passion for sport and the relentless pursuit of our dreams. By becoming a Patreon community member, you are not just an observer of our passion for the sport, but you're an integral part of the journey. With the Patreon account, we will be providing you guys with exclusive access to Where If You Take You podcasts, uh, behind-the-scenes videos, personal check-ins, and regular updates that help to provide a little bit more of an intimate look into the lives as athletes and creators and coaches and everything in between. Your support is more than just a contribution. It helps to fuel this podcast forward. With your help, we can grow the show, reach new heights, continue to explore our passion within the sport of triathlon, go to races, and just give back even more to the incredible triathlon community. We really appreciate you guys' constant support and listening, and then moving forward, hopefully, with your Patreon membership help. You can head over to patreon.com slash where your feet take you podcast. You can head over to the website or just click the show notes to find out a little bit more about what we'll be doing with the Patreon account. It is going to be an ever evolving membership and I look forward to everything that it will bring for you guys in 2024. Now with that, back to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, and uh, before we dive in, I believe we have some huge congratulations for you. Oh, you just had something exciting happen this weekend. Yes, I did. Yep. Oh, it's got gorgeous engaged. too. Thank you so Yay. much. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've been with my. I guess I keep saying boyfriend. I feel like that's probably going to keep happening, but I have to like track myself. Fiance, crazy for like ten and a half years. So it's like oh my very goodness. exciting for everybody. <laughs> but I'm like, was it a big I'm surprise like, or? Yeah, kind of know. I knew. Okay. Like, I knew it was coming soon, but like, I kind of thought maybe it would happen when I was home for Christmas because like all my like moms and my friends were like, maybe it'll happen when you're home for Christmas because they were trying to make me think it wasn't happening last weekend. And so it was like epic. It was amazing. It was so fun. Yeah. Cause they were, they were all involved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They like disguised it as my friend Janet's birthday. It was her birthday that weekend. It was on Sunday. And so she's like, yeah, we're going to do a little birthday trip like for my birthday in Joshua Tree. Um, and I was like, oh my God, how fun is that? And so like there were four couples that went and she, one of the things she had on like her birthday itinerary was a photo shoot in the park. And oh, I didn't think it was weird. I don't know. She's like birthday photo shoot, like Christmas card photo shoot. And I was like, oh, fun. And we like dressed kind of like cute and like sweater, you know, and yeah, so we got yeah. to the park and met the photographer and she had like each of the three couples go first. And then we went last and then she like had us turn away from each other. And I was like, that's weird. Like, what a weird pose. And so she's like, okay, turn around, take two steps apart, and then I'll tell you when to turn around. And I turned around, and he was on one knee. Um, oh. Right? It was so cute. And cute. then my mom and, like, his whole family and my stepdad and stuff were, like, hiding behind a rock watching the whole thing. And then they all came out, and it was just, like, a huge surprise. So, yeah, it was super exciting. And that's Oh, my gosh. That's so yeah. fun. What a wonderful surprise right? and just such a cute way of doing it. It was so cute. And the one thing that this proved was that everyone I'm friends with is like really good at lying. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a good thing, but I'm like, they really pulled it off. And my mom too. And my mom is like the biggest mouth. She kept saying, I'm so glad I didn't ruin the surprise. I'm like, so surprised she didn't. So I'm glad she did. It's <laughs> hilarious. Everybody's really good at lying. I'll get a lie. Oh. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Thank That's you. really exciting. exciting. It's always yeah, fun. It's I'm such good. a fun time of year, too, to get engaged because right? you I know. see everybody and, and then you can home. show off your yeah. ring and be excited exactly. about it. 
<laughs> Though you will have to fend off all the questions where immediate people are going to be like, so when's the date? Like, right. I, I know. I'm like, know. it's been like 72 hours. Calm down. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I'm kind of like diving into planning a little already and I'm just like overwhelmed. It's been literally like four days. I'm like, okay, I can't just uh, need to calm yes. down. <laughs> I, I believe that. I mean, yeah. I got married eight years ago and it was mm-hmm. overwhelming back then. And I feel like it's even more overwhelming now. Right. It's expensive. And then post COVID, I think kind of changed things too, to make it like more stressful. So we'll see how it goes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It'll, but it'll be fun. Yay. That's exciting. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going <clears> to <throat> talk triathlon ish and you, I mostly yeah. just want to talk about you because that's what Let's we're here it. for. Um, so before, just to make sure that, cause there are quite a few people, there are actually some people that listen to this that do not do triathlon, which is really cool. Um, so to, you know, cause a lot of people in the triathlon world know who you are. Um, but just tell me a little bit, who is Caroline? Tell me a little bit about yourself here. Yeah. For those that maybe don't know. Um, we think, okay. (laughs) Starting from my birth. I'm just kidding. Right. (laughs) I was Um, born. I was born. I emerged. Um, so I am from originally from Ohio. Um, I moved, I started triathlons when I was living in Ohio in 2016, but that stemmed from, I was a swimmer my whole life. Um, I swam in college too for a school out in Ohio. And then once I was like done with swimming is kind of like when I, it took like a year or two and I was like, I, I needed to exercise. I was like, I gotta do something. something. So yeah, yeah, I was like, I need goals. Like I'm so bored. So I started running. Uh, and did like a half marathon, I think was like the next step. And then I was like, all right, it's time to buy a bike. Um, so that kind of all happened around 2016. And then, um, I moved to LA in 2019, like halfway through the year. Cause my fiance, um, came out here, for, like not boyfriend, fiance came out here for grad school. And I always wanted to live in California. And I was like, what a great place to like train for triathlons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then we moved out here to LA. We're in, technically in Pasadena now. Um, and it's wonderful. And like of the three, so yeah, I was a swimmer growing up and then, but like, I would say the bike is my favorite of the three. It's mm-hmm. just the most fun in my opinion. And all my friends like locally, it's weird. I don't feel like I have a lot of like local triathlon friends. I have a few, but like all my friends are cyclists. So yeah. it's kind of like my whole social life is just like cycling. Yeah. Um, which is really fun. Yeah. And then, um, despite that, so yeah. And then I got my pro card in triathlon, uh, last year to qualify in 2022. And then I, but I do work a full-time job, mm-hmm. as you said, at Black and Beach, which yep. is an engineering firm. Um, and I work mostly from home, but it's kind of like a hybrid. So I go into the office, um, so every so often, which is just over in downtown LA. So nice, but it can be a lot, you know, with yeah training and work and Instagram. <laughs> it's just like, boy, overwhelming sometimes (laughs) yeah how do you balance kind of the three of them especially now you know moving into the pro field it does kind of even if you don't I noticed for me even though I like even if I didn't make any changes there's an extra layer to being in the pro field that kind of adds this extra like pressure expectation feeling Mm -hmm. um it does how did you know what's that look like because this would be even though you qualified kind of mid 2022 this was kind of your first full year being in the pro yeah, field. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that like this year? So, uh, you know, yeah, last year, so I I think I took my pro card. I think it was like June. So I already did like a couple races. And then I did my like two big races for the year were Santa Cruz and Indian Wells. And I think okay. like I just yeah, I put a lot of pressure on myself and yeah. like way too much. I actually performed extremely poorly at both races. I think I was just it was too much. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I should keep my pro card. I don't know. I was, and then part of it was like this stupid, like, like I was like self-conscious because like, I'm definitely a back of the pack pro. Uh, I think, you know, I can hang on the swim and the bike, but the run is, my run's just like not up to bar, which is, it's fine. Like, but I think I was like, and I took my pro card mainly because I was like, this might be the only opportunity, you know, I, mm-hmm. that I'll ever earn it again. And I was like, I might as well just do it, yeah. whatever, like, who cares? But then I'm like self-conscious of like, oh my God, I had a bad race. And then like, everyone's going to think I'm a failure. Like they're going to think I don't deserve to be here. And I was like, that's just stupid because literally nobody cares. That's what I realized. Mm-hmm. It's like, I care more than everybody else. It's whatever. Yeah. So that was last year. And then this year so was you a felt, lot You better. felt that way at the end of at the end of last year and you were able to kind of yeah, move through that. That's kind of how I felt yeah. for both races. It was just like Santa Cruz. I did more. Santa Cruz was like pressure because it was my first big pro race, but also I just, I had a really bad um nutrition like feeling issue mm, i just yes. cramped really bad 
which sucked. That was really annoying. And then mm-hmm. Indian Wells, kind of like the same thing. It was just like two bad races. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Should I keep my pro card? And I did. I was like, whatever. Um, and then I did Oceanside this year, a, mm-hmm. you know, early yeah. season yeah, race. Too. Yep. Yeah. And it was like so fun. I just like took Cold the pressure off myself. <laughs> what? The water was so cold. Oh my God. It was so cold. It's never, I don't know. I don't know. Oceanside was like my cold. fourth time freezing. Yeah. Oh my God. But, but yeah, I don't know. I just went into it with like more relaxed attitude. And I just thought, I don't know. It's kind of like this thing where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to win money. I don't know. I, I'm just, it's there. I'm there to have fun. And it's really cool that I get to like get on the start line with like Chelsea Sidero and Holly yeah. Lawrence, you know? So right. and then I was like, I'm just going to have fun. And that's what I did. And mm-hmm. that was a good mindset. And then that's again, the mindset I had at Indian Wells this year too. Nice. So that was probably your big mindset. You're going to find that I'm going to ask a lot of mindset questions because it's oh, like my jam. Okay. I love mindset yeah. stuff. Um, and a lot of our <laughs> listeners feel a lot of the same things that we feel, right? Like right. I know I'm currently struggling with kind of a little bit of imposter syndrome type stuff in the yes. pro field as well. Yes. It that's sounds exactly like that's maybe, yeah, you were kind of feeling that. And mm-hmm. has it completely improved? Are you completely gone? Like, where are you feeling in that realm of it with it? I feel good about it now. Um, maybe just cause I have a few races under my belt. Um, but like, I think, I don't remember exactly what my results were like at Oceanside. I was last, but that's okay. But then at Indian Wells, it was like, I was a little last pro again, but like not by that much. It was like, I was right there. And like, even on the bike, the swim in the bike, swim, mm-hmm. I was like ninth or something. And then bike, I still beat like three or four girls. So it was just like the fact mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, I was more in it this time. And I'm like, maybe I'm improving. I feel like maybe that helped a little bit with the imposter yeah. syndrome. Um, but yeah, I just stopped thinking about it in that like, oh, you suck <laughs> kind of way. I don't mm-hmm. know. But the imposter syndrome, it's so real. It's so real. Yeah. Especially with the pro meeting. It's like, especially at Oceanside, I was like, like these are, you know, like there's my so idols. many people that do that. You're like, <laughs> oh my God, like, who am I? <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. Like the kind of all year. Like these are these are people that I look up to. Yeah, and I've been following it's for years. Crazy. And then you got to remember, too, I think it's just like you earned it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like you have to earn your pro card. You can't just like buy it. So it's like that's yeah. the other thing you think about, too. It's like, OK, I deserve to be here just as much as anyone else. So that kind of helped, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, no, that's good. And so, yeah, just reminding yourself that you do deserve to be there is really yeah. helpful. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So I uh, was kind of doing a little bit of like research and you re re upped your blog kind of your website. Um, yeah. and it was <laughs> um, when I was, so I was kind of doing some research and you kind of made, you made some changes this year. So um, you rehired a coach because you found yes. that you were getting back yes. into the old habit of only biking. Yep. That's, <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> is that was mainly what prompted that or what kind of prompted making this change? Yeah, I so I can talk a little bit about my coaching journey. Um, so I never had a coach since I started triathlon, and I hired one last year when I got my pro card because I was like, all right, I need to get faster if I'm going to be a pro. And he was good. He was like, I didn't really know him. It, it was like someone who came recommended to me, and I had a call with him. And this was really like the first coach I talked to. I probably should have like shopped around a little bit more, but he seemed like pretty good, and he was like nice. And um, but his philosophy was very like different, I think, than what I, but I also didn't realize, I didn't know what I wanted. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So I hired him and it turned out just to be like, this is going to sound so stupid because this is like probably what most triathletes training is, but it's just like so much zone two, like solo mm. long rides. I ended up just dreading riding my bike every Saturday. And I was like, I never, that's not, I love riding my bike. I'd be like, yeah. forward to it. And so I was like, okay, I'll keep them just to see how I do. And then with my poor perform poor Poor performances at Santa Cruz at uh, Indian Wells. I was like, again, that wasn't his fault. That was like a, definitely a fueling issue and like a mental thing. It wasn't his training at all. But um, I kind of like, I was like, okay, well, what's the point of paying a coach and not being able to like ride with my friends if I'm like not getting better? Yeah. So we parted ways pretty much exactly one year ago after Indian Wells. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I... So yeah, then I did Oceanside training by myself, kind of following his, like I would look back in training peaks, you know, and kind of like some of the structure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so kind of follow the structure, but I would do more group rides. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then the summer came and I didn't really race. I had a lot of weddings. I had a lot going on. So I didn't race 
like pretty much at all between April and like Indian Wells. So it's kind of like an off season. And I had some like grand fondos I did. So I was like riding a lot. And then I got to like August, September. And I was like, okay, I'm like looking at Strava and it'd be like four miles a week running. And then it'd be like oh my 200 goodness. miles a week running. I was like, this isn't good. And I couldn't motivate myself because it's like your friends are texting you on a Sunday. And they're mm-hmm. like, let's do a coffee ride. And I'm like, that sounds way more fun than going for a 12 mile run. Right. And then, so I was like, no, I need to, so I got a coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy is incredible. He's actually, he coaches one of my really good friend, uh, triathlete friends, Jonathan, who he's improved a lot. And then he's also, it's so funny. He also coaches one of my best friends, Haley, and she's a cyclist, pro okay. cyclist. Mm-hmm. And so I was like talking to her about him and she's like, yeah, I, you know, I left my old coach cause he didn't give me any flexibility no group rides, all this stuff. But with Pete, that's his name. Uh, she's like, you know, he kind of lets me do what I want to a, a certain degree. Yep, to an extent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. That sounds amazing. So we had a talk and he's like, it's really good. It's structure, but like he lets me do two group rides a week. And then I'll do like one interval, like trainer ride a week. And like, obviously if things, we need to adjust things, we can. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, he was so willing to work with me because I'm like, I can't. I can't do like hours and hours by myself. And he's like, you know what? As long as you get the miles in on the bike, I don't care. I was like, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Good so far. Yeah. Good. I think that really shows the importance of like also like looking at you as the athlete, right? And what what did you need? And and maybe that was maybe what was missing when you interviewed your first coach. Like you didn't think about what you needed. That is that's so true. And I think that's like my biggest piece of advice for triathletes is before just talk to a few coaches but also mm-hmm. make it very clear and that's like another thing i learned after the first coach is like with this current coach he's like send me an email of like what you're looking for like your work schedule mm-hmm. like all this stuff yep. and i sent him the longest email ever like it was so long but he was like okay this sounds good and then we kind of started out with this he like monday's my rest day and so he'd be like oh if you want we can have a call every monday to talk mm-hmm. about the week ahead so if you have like rides coming up you know we can work around it but then we yeah. just kind of fell into a really good routine so now we don't really even have that call we just mm-hmm. kind of follow yep. yeah so it's like yeah. kind of like fell into this like great routine and i'm like it's amazing so that's awesome <laughs> that's i'm so glad to hear that because i'm a coach as well and i always right. like when i can hear you know that people are getting what they need out of a coach and that they're getting you know, that they one stand up for themselves and then communicating together and working together between yeah. the two of you because it really is like a big partnership, right? It like is. it's, yeah, it's, it's almost like it is like a relationship. Like you, I know for me, I want to get to know you as an athlete. Like I want to know your tips yeah. and what, what works for you. And every athlete, like you said, the zone two work was like, maybe it was good for you f- physiologically, but mentally and emotionally it sounded like it was draining you. And <laughs> That's not beneficial for you. No, that's exactly true. And that was another thing with when I parted ways with the old coach. That was the other thing. It was like, okay, so I didn't imp- improve. Again, not his fault, but it was kind of like added to mm-hmm. that. But I was just, yeah, I wasn't yeah. happy. And I was like, this is literally a hobby for me. Like, okay, I am a pro. Potentially, I could earn money, but this is not my job. And it's like, um, yeah, it's just like, it's for fun. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like, what's the point yeah. of me doing this if it's not fun? So that was kind of the other thing that I was like, I need to find a coach that lets me have fun. <laughs> right. And then so. embraces the pieces yeah. that I love about it. Yeah. That's yep. cool. Um, so because you are, you know, you did move up into the pro field. I always like to ask, kind of ask this question because I found it to be so different from age group racing. But what has been the biggest difference for you? Or the most oh challenging gosh. part or the part that you like the best? any and all of the above. <laughs> that's such a good question. Oh my God, that's hard. Okay. I would say the best <laughs> is the best parts, the pro porta potty. It really which is, is where we met. In yes, line it is. At the <laughs> body. Um, I, I, that is such a perk, honestly. And then like, just, I don't know. It feels so cool. It feels so cool to say you're a pro. Like that's, I don't say yeah. it too much. Cause I'm like, I don't want to seem like I'm bragging, but I love being like, it's like, it's kind of cool to say. Um, and then I just feel like, uh, I don't know. I like, there, there are a lot of perks, like the cheaper races, cheaper Ironman race entry mm-hmm. fees, um, being able to like cut the line when you're leaving yeah. the race to get back into transition to get your stuff. Yes, like, that's a perk huge there. one. Right? I'm like, this huge is perk. Definitely. And then like also getting to start first, but I will say that also is a downside for me, mm-hmm. I think, is like, like 
on the bike, you're out there alone for like, not like alone. There's usually other pros. I mean, I don't know. At Indian Wells, it was kind of like, there was one girl in front of me. I don't really remember how it worked. There was a couple girls behind me and I would get like passed and then they'd kind of like go off away. But I knew like I'd pass someone. So there were some people near me, but it was just like, you're very alone. Yeah. And then eventually like, the age group guys started catching me, but they're so fast. They just like flew by. But yes. it's like, I don't know when I was age group, I, at least maybe, maybe not Ironman because you line up by your swim time, but like at certain races or maybe you've, I don't know, they used to do it by age group, whatever, but it's like, I would get on the bike sometimes and get to pass people. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the one getting passed the whole time. So now there's yeah. a pro, it's starting at the front, getting passed a lot. And then that's kind of like, that's kind of like my biggest thing. It's like mentally like kind of boring almost when you're on the bike and you're like okay i wish i had someone to like work with or i don't know and i know there's like strategy people talk Mm -hmm. about like oh the pro race strategy and i don't know anything about that i'm gonna be honest i have no idea so yeah well i find because i come out of the water behind you so um i'm i am a back of the pack swimmer um (laughs) but i find it is it can be very you have to be very mentally in it and because you are on yes. your own. Great. Right. Like I'm I'm mentally exhausted when I get off the bike. Same. There's so much to, yeah, there's just like so much to think about. I don't know. And then it's yeah, exactly. And maybe Indian Wells was worse. I feel like Oceanside, you're like, for me at least, there's so many hills. I'm like I'm just yeah. focused on like making it up the hill. I don't even care. But at Indian Wells, I notice it particularly because it's so flat. And you're yeah. just like, oh my god, there's like nothing to think about. <laughs> no, that's just so true. I agree. Um, awesome. So, um, kind of, you know, moving a little bit away from, tra- not necessarily away from traveling because yeah. you still do pizza, but a lot of people, again, a lot of people know you from your social media account. Yeah. So you're a very creative person, which is Thank so you. fun. And it's like so much fun to watch. Um, I find your social media to be awesome. I just think it's, I really either, appreciate it's hilarious that. and creative and I wish I could be that creative. <laughs> Um, but I'd love to know a little bit more about it from you. Like, how do you come up with the ideas? Is it something that just you, you enjoy kind of being kind of that creative type person? Um, how do you manage with trolls? Cause I know you get them. Like, how does that feel for you from a mindset standpoint? Feel, you know, moving past it. Um, yeah, let's just chat about it a little bit here. Hey, it's like my favorite thing to talk about. So yeah, love it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I started my Instagram in like 2016 when I started doing triathlons and I like did not post. I have a personal account and then that account mm-hmm. and I just like never use that account forever. And then I started when I started kind of getting more serious about them, I started posting a little more. I got to LA and then I met, you know, a ton of new people just in like the cycling community. And I noticed like it kind of picked up a little bit more. And I think it, I was still posting pictures. And then I think it was, I'm trying to think of the date, like maybe two years ago almost exactly, maybe a little more than two years ago, I remember I posted my first reel. Like I had seen people make reels and I was like, what's yeah. this about? And I was like, I made one. And I was like, this is so fun. And it like kind of blew up. And I was like, oh, okay. So then slowly but surely, like I started making more reels. And then it just started growing. And I think it was like two years to the day. Because I remember I was like home for Christmas, I think. Um, I hit 5,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, I made a big deal about it. I bought some balloons, and, like, took a picture, and I was like, eh. but then as I like continued to make more reels, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And I was like, okay, this can be like kind of a powerful tool here mm-hmm. because I feel like triathlon. At least when I started, I didn't have any friends. You know, I didn't really know anyone, and it's so intimidating. Everyone is like so fit and so scary. I mean, everyone's so nice, but everyone looks scary. Yeah, and I like there's so many questions I had that I didn't know who to ask. And I like feel like I wanted it to be kind of like this community where people are comfortable. I like try to make it, I don't know, have this like, we're kind of all in it together. We all have the same experiences. Like people feel comfortable like DMing me and asking me questions if they think they're stupid. They're never stupid. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of like the space I wanted to create. And then I realized too, like, yeah, I don't, I do have creative ideas, I think. And I don't really have an outlet. No offense to my job. Because <laughs> I work in social media marketing, but it's like engineering. Like, how yeah. creative am I allowed to get? I can throw a pun into a social post occasionally, this and that. But um, I was like, yeah, I got to do something, right? Yeah. And I just, yeah, it's like so fun to make videos. And sometimes it's really hard to come up with ideas, but 
I don't know. Sometimes I'll just be like on a bike ride and something will like pop into my head. I have a notes app on my phone where I just like, just put ideas yep, to yep. Like help me. Um, sometimes I'll go just like scroll through reels and find like audio that I think is funny. And I'm like, oh, I could use that for this. And then so like kind of like gather ideas that way. Um, and then I'll pick like usually Monday, like my rest day in the evening. I'll just film like four videos and then save them to my drafts and just post them throughout the week. Um, but there are some weeks like right now I am especially last week. I'm just like drained from Indian Wells. Like yeah. work's been really busy. I'm going traveling for work next week. And so, and then I'm like gone for two weeks and I, I don't really think I'll be able to film when I'm on my work trip or when I'm home for Christmas. So I'm like, Oh my right? God, I need to make like 20 videos and have them <laughs> saved for when I'm home. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, no one's going to unfollow me if I post two videos a week instead of four. So I'm like, and if they I mean, do, it's like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. So I like, I put a lot of pressure on myself about it. Cause it, it, sometimes I run up like I'll have like a wave where I'll be like, oh my God, I have a hundred ideas. And sometimes I've done. So yeah, but it's so fun. I really enjoy making them. Um, and then the trolls, I do. The funny thing about the trolls, it's never men. women. It's always men. It's, it's always men. And they're always like, like my dad's age. And I yes. just like picture, like, can you imagine your dad like sitting on yes. Instagram and like making fun of like a young no. lady? Like how embarrassing. Oh. That's like, oh. I don't know. So uh, that kind of comes in waves too. Like, I feel like I'll have waves of time where I'll get like a ton of troll comments mm-hmm. and like another wave of time where I'm like, good. But yeah, when I get a troll, usually if it's something like really like stupid or mean, I'll just like, <laughs> I like posting them on my story. I love it. Or, like, I'll reply, I love it. Right. And I'm like, calm yes. out. So I'm like, that's so embarrassing. And like, there was one guy, I can't even remember what he said, but I like, I made him look so dumb. I wasn't mean. I just like, I think I said to him, I was like, I can see from your profile that you're a dad. Like if my yeah. dad posted things like that, I'd be so embarrassed. And then he got like super mad and then like blocked me, which was great. Um, but usually I just, I'll do that. Then I'll block them or I'll just block them yeah. and then move on. But I it on. initially really like did hurt my feelings sometimes. That's what I was wondering. Like can yeah. you mentally and emotionally process it and – because sometimes it can cause like just one, a lot of anxiety around it. I know for some yeah. people, um, you know, or send you into like a, a space of like comparison too. like, am I good enough or back into yeah. the imposter syndrome type of feel, um, for sure. you know, yeah, no, and definitely. so for like, what would be your, I guess what would be kind of maybe your tips for people. So maybe, yeah. yes, we can use it from a social media standpoint based off of what mm-hmm. we're talking about, but just in life too, like some people make stupid comments sometimes and you know, what would you recommend to someone to kind of move past that? Right. It's so true. And it it's so frequent. It's like, like, why are people so hateful? I think for me, so again, at the beginning, it kind of like got to me. And then the more I've done it, the way I think about it is if somebody like, I don't know, if somebody is willing to leave a comment like that or say stuff like that, I just think about how sad their life is. Yeah. Because like, you know, just, I think I'm like, I'm a very happy person. Like, happy with my life, all this stuff. And I would never, ever comment something like that. Even if I see something on you know, Instagram that I'm like, oh, that's kind of dumb. I would never take time out of my day. Yeah, so I think same. that generally like happy, normal people aren't doing stuff like that. So then I think how sad is their life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and that's kind of, I just put it in that perspective, like yeah. they're jealous or they just are a sad loser. And then, but yeah, if you get hate comments, just block them. Yeah. Just block them and let it go. If you can't. Sounds like you put it into context and then use it to yeah. go, okay, well, there's so much gratitude in my life as it is that yes. I don't need to, I don't need to engage in that. Exactly. Like I got one, the other, this one was really weird. It was like a real, what was the real? It was something like so innocent. Oh, it was the one where I was like the perfect Christmas list for a triathlete. Yes. And I was like flashing the Canyon bike, like yes. in there. Yes. <laughs> it's like so stupid. And this guy was like, something really aggressive about how like social media is ruining society and how like my posts like this are so stupid. Like you're ruining, like blaming the fall of society on me and my Instagram. And he was like a triathlete. <laughs> yes. Cause you caused, the, you caused the, the, you know, decline in society because exactly. you want a new bike for like, Christmas. <laughs> it's like a Christmas reel. I was like, you're what? And he followed me as a triathlete. He was like in Italy or something. I don't know. But I was like, what? And then he like, even I posted it on my story cause I couldn't believe it. And then he messaged me and was like, I can't remember. I don't even remember what he said. Just saying that I'm the worst. I live a fake life. 
it was so mean. But it's just like, okay, that's super mean. But I'm like, I literally know my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I have a great life. So it's like, it's just block. Yeah. <laughs> he can say, he's in Italy. Like, how does he know? Right? I love that. I love that you can really like just ground yourself in what makes you happy anyways. Yeah. It can be hard though. So, but like I said, just don't let it get to you the best you can. It yeah. sucks though. Yeah. It does. <laughs> I get it. I don't understand why people have to be mean. I don't but... either. It's exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. <laughs> makes me sad um but on that like kind of that grounding yourself in the happy i feel like you're always smiling out on the race course you're probably the most smiley person i ever see out there and i know this because i saw you out there on on indian wells and i slash all of your pictures from indian wells are smiling and mine are like i'm dying the world is ending i'm barely gonna make it that's like and you're just like i'm so happy you know, the trick is just like, that's usually me. And then I see the camera and I'm like, yeah, I think, um, but do you just feel, I, I feel like that's just you though. Do you feel like you're just having fun out there? Yeah. That was the other thing I learned last year with Santa Cruz. It was kind of like a turning point. I usually have fun. That race sucks so bad. I was just in a bad mood. I don't know. I had a bad mental, I was cramping again. So like yeah. there were other factors, but it was just like, okay. Then at Indian Wells last year, I was like, no matter what happens, like, no matter if I suck, whatever, I'm like, I'm still going to try to have fun to at least make it a good experience. You know, you spent mm-hmm. the time and the money. And I did that. And I was like, okay, like, this is fun. And it, I don't know. It's, it's like, no matter how bad I hurt, I feel like if I, at least if I smile, then I can like make myself feel better about it. Yeah. Um. So, and I feel like Indian Wells and Oceanside are really, well, maybe not Indian Wells as much, but like at least Oceanside too. It's like, there's so many people on that course. Yes the yeah. whole way i'm like i can't it's so hard not to smile right because like everyone's so excited and like cheering and i'm like let's go so really is yeah, a fun like sm- it helps that yeah. is a fun run course the ocean oh, side run course yes it's my favorite absolutely like, favorite i hated race. that day i was miserable the whole day because really just was a bad Why? day for me oh my gosh i got so cold oh. in the it swim was- yeah. So cold. I was, was so, so dis- disoriented because I was so cold that you know how they did it. So they did it in the harbor or whatever that's called. Right. And they had like the, the Roca buoy that like stuck out yeah. really far. I swam into that. Cause I ran right into it. Ran right into it. Cause I had no clue where <laughs> I was so out of it. And then I had to like completely go the other direction and go around the red buoy and that's not fun yeah and then it took me until like mile 40 which is right up at the top of that like massive hill the worst before i finally like felt my body come around (laughs) and then no it's cold yeah and i was like barely i think i was in like fifth 18th place or something off the bike (laughs) and i was just miserable and but I had a ton of fun on the run. So I hit the run. Yeah. I hit the like, run and it's so fun. had a lot of fun. So I, you know, it totally redeemed itself. And I would go back to that race just because I enjoyed the run. So yeah, I know the bike's kind of, I like hills. Don't get, like that. Honestly, climbing is my favorite on a bike, but like that one's kind of annoying because there's like, they just don't end. And then you think it's the last hill and you're like, yes, Jesus Christ. Surprised like, me. <laughs> Yeah, every time you're like, you know, after the big hill, you think that's the last mm-hmm. hill. And you're like, no, there's it's like not. 10 more hills. Yes. Like, it's a surprising but, one. Surprising, yeah. for sure. But I still so, recommend it. <laughs> yes, it is, it is a fun race. Um, okay, well, I, I do want to touch on your nutrition issues really quick here. Yes. Um, before I am asking my next question. Do you, um, you, you, so you had cramping issues, gut issues, kind of ish for the like two races before, but it sounds like you might have fixed those. Um, yeah. What have you done? What have you done differently? Salt pills. Ah, yes. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so this is weird. I don't know what somehow. So I've done 13 half Ironman. So Santa Cruz last year would have been like 10, I guess. And so at that point, I've done 10 half Ironmans. I've never had a cramping issue. So I just like, whatever, everything's fine. I don't know exactly what happened. It was really warm that day in Santa Cruz. It was like a heat wave, which was weird in Santa Cruz. It was humid. And I like for some reason I realized after I got home and like cleaned my bike, there were still like half like my gels were only half eaten. Like I didn't finish uh, them. I don't know why. Too, like not enough calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not enough calories. I just I don't know. I don't know what happened. And then so I that and I just yeah my as soon as I hit the run it was like my quads and I'm 
a very salty sweater. I lose so much salt mm-hmm. like when I work out. Um, so I should have known, you know, but yeah. when I did Indian Wells, um, so then I did Indian Wells and kind of the same thing. I hit the run. It was also kind of hot that day. It's kind of, as you was like kind of rolly hills mm-hmm. and I started mm-hmm. cramping a little bit, but I had salt pills, but I only had two with me, like two yeah. and I dropped one and I was like, okay, oh. but I just struggled through that. I didn't cramp as bad. It was kind of like held off by the one salt pill. But then after that, I started getting those packs. Mm-hmm. Of like 10 little ones. Yep. And so I bring those on the run and I will just like, I'll eat like 10. I'll yeah. just eat the most salt. And so yep. that really, really helped. Another thing that helped um, for me, so I don't really get like stomach, like I don't knock on wood, have too bad of GI issues when I race, mm-hmm. thank God. But I always eat like gels on the bike. And when I get to the run, I kind of get like, I don't know how to explain, like gurgly, like, yeah. not like I'm going to yeah. poop, but like, side stitches like cramps i kind of just feel like bloated and like gross mm-hmm. so i started eating more solid food on the bike like honey stinger okay. waffles and i think that really helped too so i get to the run yeah. and i feel pretty good still which is good <laughs> good yeah yeah that's that's salt is a huge one a lot Crucial. of people get it wrong um, yes because if you get that imbalance then do you just one you're not shuttling carbohydrates once you get that imbalance you're not shuttling carbohydrates you're not utilizing them right and then two that you're not going to be opening up the channels that are appropriate for atp to work so that your muscles work and then next thing exactly. you're cramping like yep yeah not good <laughs> no yay well i'm glad to hear that you fixed that okay um my next question for you is you know kind of from a little lines of um triathlon um what do you think it is that triathlon needs right now like, what is it missing? Ooh. Ooh, that's a hard question. It is a hard question because I don't even know if I know the answer, but it's a fun one. That is a fun one. I think that they're missing. There's a few things I could say. Um, Number one, <laughs> I think that there should be more Olympics that pros can do. Olympic distances. I really mm. struggled. Like, you know, obviously there's tons of Ironman events, whatever, but Olympic is like my, like, that's where I got my pro card. Like, that's my sweet spot. And so like, there's the LA triathlon. That's where I got my pro card, but they didn't even have it this year. And then there was Malibu, which like, I didn't end up, I was signed up for, I don't even know if I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know the rules. I'm sometimes I still do like non-pro races, but I'm like, whatever. I'm not like, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? I'm not like Holly Lawrence out there. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. But, uh, there's just like, not a lot. And then I like, don't really know the. I don't know. I just struggle to find Olympic distances mm-hmm. that are like pro fields. So that's one thing that they need more of. Um, so I mean, you would almost probably benefit from being able to make, be, make the PTO series and do the hundred K distance, like yes. a little bit of a sweet spot for you. That yeah. would be amazing. I like, don't, that's the thing. I don't know how the PTO stuff works. Like, I don't know how any of that works. And I'm like, I just, for, for you and I, it's like no, a moot point. That's what I figured. Like, we're not ranked high enough, which is frustrating. In my it opinion. is frustrating. And then there's like, there's PTO and then there's like super league. Like, I don't know how any of these work. There's like yeah. draft legal. I'm like, I'm just going to stick with half Iron Man because that's what right. I know. <laughs> I know the rules. Like, that's yes. simple. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Let me think about that. I guess like it could, I mean, the sport could always use more diversity. Um, yeah. I don't know how you would so- like can solve that because I don't know. It's just like, I feel where the, races take i don't know i don't know how to solve that one it's just so like i think unattainable sometimes like it's so expensive and when i was younger like fresh out of college i like had to borrow money from my parents and stuff to like actually do these races so i feel like it's like it only really opens well at least especially for iron man but it kind of only opens it up to like a certain kind of like income bracket you know what i mean like bracket like yeah certain kind of like level of i don't know well that's where Mm -hmm. like if you were saying you know having more uh, these olympic or these sprint distance races yeah um that maybe would also offer open up more opportunity for other people to join like for me i always feel like i wish there was more education on just what triathlon is in a way because you know we we see the glamour side of it where, yes. you know, everybody's got the expensive bike and all these pieces. Um, but you don't have to have that to get started. Yes. I mean, I got started with 
I, I was using my mom's touring bike from way before I was born. Like that's oh what God. I started triathlon in. That's and amazing. I, the most amount of money that I spent was my entry fee and my gym membership. Right. And I just wish there was a little bit more education on just triathlon in general. And like, not necessarily that it was, hey, you have to look look from this angle, right. but rather, hey, this is why triathlon is so cool. And this is why yeah. it's, you know, there's a lot of passion behind it. And then maybe that gets more people into the sport and just willing to try. I don't know. That's okay. You just, that's exactly what I was trying to say. You just worded it exactly what I was thinking. Um, no, you're so right. Yeah. Like when I started, it was like, I just had cheap gear. Yeah. yeah. Like cheapest road bike through aero bars on it. Like, but they do kind of glamorize it and make it seem like, oh, it's like the sport that all the doctors and dentists do. And it's just mm-hmm. like, so yeah, then you get people who are like, okay, I'm not going to even try, you know? And then, but you're right. Like more local sprints and Olympics, like better, like cheaper. I wonder too, if, I don't know, this might already be a thing, but like, would, I wonder if they do like triathlon scholarships for like, if someone were, I don't know, like lower income yeah. and wanted to do a mm-hmm. race, like would Ironman do they have that? Maybe they I think have. The Ironman Foundation does some of that. That's but kind of I, what I, I thought. Know. Okay, so yeah, I guess they already have that. But, um, but yeah, no, you you make a great point. There just needs to be like a little bit more education on the sport because it's so fun. It's like yeah. everyone. I want everyone to do it. <laughs> With that, what is it that you like? What? What? You know, I know you kind of talked about how you semi got on the sport because you need. You felt like you just were like, oh, I want to try something yeah. different, but. What what was it for you that really did it? Like, what was the passion piece that came into it? And why are you still doing it now? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I feel, Originally, you know, when I, like, started running, I was like, oh, I'm never going to do a triathlon because I never wanted to swim ever again because I just – I was so burnt you, out. You sound swimming. like a swimmer. <laughs> right? I was like, Swimmers I'm sorry, I don't want to get to a pool ever again. Um, but I think I gave it enough time, too, that helped. But I was just like, oh, I don't want to do a triathlon. And then – I like, I was bold. I signed up for my first race was actually a 70.3. And I hadn't even done a triathlon yet. I did end up doing an Olympic before that 70.3. Um, and I remember the first Olympic I did, I was like, I hate this. This sucks. Like, it was so hard. I was so uncomfortable on the bike. And then by the time I got to the run, I was like dying. And I was like, how am I supposed to do a half Ironman in like two months? But, you know, I trained more. I did some bricks. And by the time I did my first half Ironman, it like just that sense of accomplishment of like crossing that finish line. Like I always say to people, it's like your first, like, like of any distance, you know, you always yeah. remember your first half marathon, you your first half Ironman, first full Ironman. So I did the first half and I was like, oh my God, like I did that. Like it's such yeah. a long distance. I was like, how is this possible? And like just that sense of like accomplishment was enough to keep me like going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, two years later, I was like, okay, now time to do a full Ironman. I've never done that before. So then I was like, oh my God, like I did a full. And then after that, it was like, I think it's just setting goals, you know, like now yeah. I've got time goals and like, just, you know, I don't know. I, I think without, for me, I need a goal. Like if I don't mm. have something to work towards then I'm just like, I'm bored. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Was that maybe a small part of you for like why jump, kind of moving to the pro field was a little bit enticing because it's that next big goal kind of yeah you know that's kind of that that is true actually I used to always say that you know like your couple years ago I'd be like that would be like the ultimate goal is to become a pro triathlete and then I like got it and I was like what the hell like I did it what (laughs) and then I was like I guess I gotta take it now so then after you know I don't know I think you have your pro card for three years yeah I don't even know how you requalify honestly but like, I don't totally know either. I won't. But it's just like I'll go back to age group, and then it's like, okay, then maybe the goal is to qualify again, or maybe the goal mm-hmm. is to like go to Kona or whatever. But yeah, there's always going to be something to work towards. Yeah, and that's is that so? Maybe that's a little bit more of like kind of what's kept you going with it right now. Even like when you want, you mentioned that you kind of were like, should I even keep my pro card? Um, right. That thought crossed your mind. Um, yeah. Is that goal oriented thought process what kept you? doing it yeah i think yeah. so for sure yeah um to go continue on this line then what goals yeah. do you have for 2024 oh my gosh my whole 2024 is now <laughs> now so maybe now i'm like, turned upside down we don't know <laughs> I'm, down. I'm not mad but i like i didn't race very much this year so i was like oh like it'll be the year of racing and then they released iron man released the 20 well half the 2024 pro schedule and it's just like 
not a lot of good like Oceanside, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's like I don't know, not a lot of US races. And I'm like, I can't. If I have to pay for a wedding, <laughs> I yeah. like can't. But we're, you know, now I'm aiming we're probably aiming to get married in like September. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like dis- distance distance away. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But my goal, definitely oceanside. I'd like to do two or three seventy point threes. I don't I was thinking about maybe a full, but now I'm like Ugh, it's so much training, but my goal would be to go under five hours because I went mm-hmm. five oh one at Indian Wells. <laughs> I was like, nice, literally so close. Like, but that's the goal, I think. Too the main goal, I think, would just to be like to improve my running. I think mm-hmm. like I, my half time outside of triathlon is a one thirty seven. Like that's pretty good, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, but. I just like I haven't gotten close to that. I've gotten like a 145. I'm like I just want to be like close to a 137, and then I'll be like happy. So I'm like, but if I can do that, then I can definitely go under five hours. So yes, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. So probably starting your season off at Oceanside then. Yes. Yep. And then after that, I, I was maybe considering Boulder. Mm, that's know. a fun one. It's fast. I've never done. Is it? I'm scared it about the fast. elevation. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's different for different for everybody. Some people react terribly to it. Some people don't. Um, oh. I've had athletes that go either direction. Um, it's like six thousand like, feet. No, 5, it's like just under five thousand. Okay, so, it's mile high. You know, so whatever I that is. Um, I think I'll be okay. I did um, the tour to Big Bear. And yeah, then I was gonna say you were, Fondo, and I, I think that's so way high. higher. Yeah, and I was fine, kind of. I Big Bear was a little rough, but like. I mean, it was also very hot. I was just dying overall. So I think I think I'll do Boulder. His my fiance's sister, uh, future sister, she's getting married yeah. in June in Ohio. So it's like I've got that too. So I'm like, there's just a lot. But it's good to know that Boulder is a good. Maybe I'll do that one. That'd be fun. Uh, Boulder. So at fun. least those two. Yep. Yep. The swim is nice. It's very fairly easy because it's in a lake, and then Love the that. bike is very fast. The bike is very fast. The run can be challenging. Um, uh-huh. It can be really hot and it is fairly oh. hilly. Um, mm-hmm. But the nice piece is that I actually really like is it's on kind of a dirt, like a packed gravel dirt oh. road, like okay. almost all of it. There's very minimal, like actual road running, um, which some people find more challenging, but I really actually kind of like because it's just a little <laughs> less like battering on your body. Right. Um, and it's beautiful. I mean, Boulder's beautiful and I've never been. You just Wait. run around the reservoir. That's beautiful. Wait, is there good crowd support? Mm-hmm. From what I remember, okay. I've, it's been a while okay. since I've done it, but um, there was yeah. one year when I. <laughs> it's kind of funny when I drove from Ohio, like to move out to LA. We did like a cross country road trip, and we were driving from Denver, Denver to Rocky Mountain National Park. And we're like, why are all these bikes on the road? At this point, I was already a triathlete, so I was all excited. And I realized it was Boulder 70.3. Oh, that's we're, like, funny. on the race course. So I, like, opened the window, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I've seen part of the course. I just don't really remember it, but it was very yeah. exciting. That's awesome. So there's no no Ironman Pro Series chasing for you? For, like, a full Ironman? Well, or, I mean, oh. you know, the Pro Series that's out now. Oh! The Ironman Pro Series. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Wait, Oceanside's one of them, isn't it? Oh, and Boulder. So you got two, but you'd have to race like five what was times the, to really kind of the, be in it. It's like a, how much is the price purse? Oh, it's a total of like 1.6 million to split, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the winner gets like 200 grand um, and then it goes down from there. But if you make it in the top 10 to 50, you get a $5,000 bonus. Um, which is awesome, you know, for people like you and I, $5,000 is, would be like, for me, that'd be life-changing from like a Same. prize money standpoint. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh my God. I like, they emailed about it, obviously. And I was like, you know, I read about it a little bit, but then I like, I didn't really like look, look into it too much. And I was like, oh, I won't. I was like, oh, I won't get anything from that. But then I was like, oh, at least, you know, if I, the ocean, I knew Oceanside was one of them, but I'm like, a ton, I mean, that'll bring in like way more pros. So I'm like, which yes. person am I going to be able to like meet? Like, is Lucy Charles going to go? Like, I don't know. I don't know. She'll probably She's do like the PTO awesome. series. But she probably will. I love if that her. ever comes but up. I could use $5,000. So maybe that'll be like more motivation to like work even harder to try to keep my pro card. 
There you go. <laughs> I can always use money, you know? I could need right? my bike, you know, right? I think we all could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All no, I bike. think it's exciting. There's some exciting stuff going on in the triathlon world right now. There right? is. And I think it's really, you know, it's a good time to be a triathlete and it is a good time to be a triathlon pro if you, you know, really kind of dive into it a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but it's also very challenging, I've realized to be kind of that mid to back of the pack pro. Like it just doesn't get talked about enough. The yeah. challenges that kind of go into it. Like, I don't know how like invested you are into like sponsorships and stuff like that, but I found it kind of demoralizing, but I also yeah. don't have as like big of a social media platform as yourself. So that might kind of makes it easier for you, but um, I don't know what, how have you delved into it? What do you think about that whole side of things? Like with sponsorships and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, you're right. I do. I am lucky that like Instagram really helps with that. And I I often wonder too, I'm like, I mean, I got a few of them before. Mm -hmm. Like I got my pro card. And, but part of me is like, okay, did the pro card like help kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, push me along? I don't know. Like, I don't know if some of these sponsors are like, pick me because of my social media and because I'm a pro or whatever. But yeah, if it were for, if I had, if I didn't have like as big of a following, I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know if I'd have any like sponsorships. It's, you it's know? tough. I mean, yeah. I have just shy, I have just shy of 10,000 and, yeah. and I'm a pro and I've had fairly good, uh, I had decent results this year yeah. and I run a podcast and I have a YouTube channel yeah. and I coach 30 to 40 athletes. Like I've got yeah. all the pieces, but yes. I got crickets, crickets. And it's so hard. It's hard. And it's like, and then people like tell, like sell yourself, you know, then you got like, I don't know. I'm like so uncomfortable with that too. Like, Me too. Never, right. Because I'm like, okay, I really want to keep saying I want a free bike. That would probably never happen. But I'm like, just like a bike sponsorship, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like the bike sponsors, if, if obviously are like, you know, getting Chelsea Sidero and stuff. But I'm like, maybe if my Instagram is big enough. But then I'm like, I could just reach out to them and see. And then I'm like, they're not going to respond. And then I just like, I don't do anything. But yeah, yeah, it's so hard. And then I don't know. What would, be, I so what like, would be your what would be your dream sponsorship? That's a fun question. Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. I, I I feel again. I feel so lucky because it's like I've worked with Garmin. Nice. Um, but that's more. That's not like a spot. That's like an ambassador yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's still, mm-hmm. like I still get free product, which like what a dream. Like Garmin was always kind of like the big goal. Um, mm-hmm. And then like Zoo. And like Zoo, that's been like a long, that's a great relationship just because they're based in Southern California. I know them like personally and stuff. Awesome. But they're so nice. They're just such a good brand. But then like the bike stuff is like, I, my, I'm like, I don't, bikes are so expensive. And it's like, yes, okay, I, I just bought one. I just bought a but, bike and it's like, yeah. Ah. Right. Oh, man. Like, why? And then it's like, okay, you can get the frame, and then, but then you have to get, like, the wheels. It's just like, I have two bikes. They work fine. I'm, like, looking at them right now. So I'm, but they, like, <laughs> both are fine, but they're, like, yeah. they could be better. Like, the TT bike has, like, no storage on it. It's not electronic shifting. I'm, mm. like, how much faster could I be? But I'm, like, I just don't have $8,000. So, much so I'm, like, I'm yeah. just going to keep riding on it until someone's, like, here's a bike. Which again yeah. may never happen, but it's just like yeah, I can't justify spending that much when I don't really need to. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough, <laughs> it was a tough one. I had to like really justify it. Like I had to sell, I sold yeah. my other one, and then I sold yes. other things, and I got really close to covering the whole bike. That's great. That's not, see, not quite, I didn't quite get there, but that's I got okay close. though. <laughs> I think. I mean, honestly, like if I ever get a new, but I'm sure I will. I'll get one eventually, but. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do like a payment plan. I'm like, you guys are gonna like a hundred bucks, and then I'll just pay you each month because like, yes, I have I, done that too. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good way to do it. Especially a lot of bike companies do like no, like, yeah, no interest, or no APR or whatever that yeah. is, zero percent APR. Like, yeah, it's a great yeah. option if people are looking at. You don't have to pay in full, and like I got student loans. So it's just, yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. <laughs> no, but. No, I find it's just a it's just an interesting side of things that I didn't know. I think I greatly underestimated that whole yeah. like having to create a brand for yourself almost. And even though I already had 
because I started this, my coaching company. I started my coaching company eight years ago. So I kind of already had a brand, but then you have to take it one step further. Right. And I really underestimated one, how much work it is and two, how hard and how hard it is. Right. And, and make, it's like, cause you're putting a price on yourself. Yeah, you are. And, it's weird. I don't, yeah. yeah, I'm like so bad at that. Same. And trying to like make the decision, like I got a quite a few companies that would be like, well, we'll give you a free product, but we expect all these things. And it's like, wow, just for a free product? Like, ugh, maybe if I was I, still an amateur, but now I'm trying to support myself in this process. Yeah. Like this and is it's just such a different like a conversation. <laughs> it know? is. Yeah. No, you can't. I'm, yeah. I don't, the free product, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> that's... It's like almost yes, offensive same. sometimes. Yes. Like, uh-huh. okay. I agree. I yeah, get emails like, still, value? like, even from small little brands that don't even have anything to do with triathlon. I'm like, we'll send you this product if you make a reel. I'm like, no. I don't <laughs> have time. Like, I don't have time. I know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you have to pay me money because, like, I literally have so much going on. I need to buy a bike. Right? I want a bike. I need a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I need a bike. But yeah, you make, God, you make such a good point. I, it is interesting. And I look at like other, pro, like, it is interesting to see other people's like other pros on Instagram and stuff. And then like, be like, who are they sponsored by? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I wish for I, my I end there was more transparency, even from the top pros, like more transparency about how it works. And like, cause there is like, there's this disconnect because going from, and I think it, it would help to get more especially women, like we're talking yeah. women because you and I are women, but like to get more right. women into the professional field to maybe bridge yeah. that gap from elite amateur to to professional, if there was more transparency or even education or help, like, yeah. I, like I wish there was like an agency that took mid rookie pros or mid pack pros and helped them get on their feet in the sport. That's a great idea. Right? We should start that, except for we don't know, I know. the answer. But I don't know how to do it, but <laughs> we'll bring in one of the like pros that's like really sponsored to be like, you can join us. We'll, like, we'll start if a I business. Ever fi- if I ever figure it out, like I think that's what I want my legacy to be within it because I love that. It's just like it would help. It would. It, it would it'd take. It's, like I really can believe that my year would have gone better if I hadn't had that pressure and that stress of like just feeling so lost in. Not like, what do I have to do to even, like, I don't necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily meaning that you have to make the same kind of money as like a Paula Finley or a Chelsea Sodaro right. at the beginning. Like, you got to pay your dues. I get that. Of course. But there's a difference between paying your dues and being like completely lost and feeling like yeah. you can barely make do. Like, we live in a age now, like maybe 10 years ago, that's the fine. But we live yeah. in a society now where it doesn't have to be that way. So why can't we help and provide structure, like some sort of transparency and structure to people like you and I? That's I such know. a good point. That's such a good point. Yeah. Like now there's so much I don't know. Like, and then I don't know how people get their like races covered. Like people get people. I don't know if that's a sponsorship too. Like are these, I'm sure a lot of these people aren't yeah. paying for their race registrations. I'm like, I don't know how any of it. I don't know. I don't know anything. No, I'm just like, I don't either. Out- and show up and I'm like, all right. I know. I don't know. Like, or they get their travel. Like, how do these how do some of these pros yes. afford to go to all these places? Yeah. Like, I wanna I wanna race at Kimpachi 70.3 in March. Mm-hmm. And I'm like desperately trying to figure out how to afford it because yeah. the flights are expensive and like I'm looking at like probably two two grand in just travel. I don't know if I have two grand in travel. That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. I know. I, I always wonder that and I'm like yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I work a full time job. Like, it pays yeah. decent. It's like, but I can't afford. That's why I said I'm trying to keep all my races like in the country because it's yeah. like I can't just like fly. I don't even want to fly to a race in another state. Like, I just like I that's know. why I pretty much just stay local because it's so expensive. I'm like, I want to drive out, stay one night, and then drive back right after the race because yeah, I yeah. don't. It's so expensive. I want to know yeah. too. I need answers. Yeah. <laughs> Or if there's anybody that's listening that wants to support my travel yeah. fees to Campachi 70.3 so I can take Start a chance to make it on the podium. 
One thing you should do, you should like post a GoFundMe and then be like, if all my followers donated one dollar, yes. Right. But then you'd get so much shit for starting a GoFundMe for personal gain. Right. That's true. It's for your passion. Yes. My career. My life. Your career. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to know. We'll get this, you know, that's the goal. We'll get these questions answered someday. Yes. Someday. And then maybe we can provide it to other people. Um, awesome. Well, we're coming up. I won't keep you for too much longer, but I do have a couple more questions, two more questions. Um, what would be your number one advice for somebody trying to get into triathlon? I know we kind of talked about this, but like one of my goals with this is also to like encourage more people to try triathlon and get more people in the sport. So what's your number one advice? What would you say to somebody? I think we kind of touched on it, but it's like, you don't have to spend a million dollars. It's going into it especially for like your first one. I just don't think that you should buy a really expensive bike or like really expensive wetsuit. First of all, what if you don't like it? You know, what if you do a triathlon and you're like, okay, I hate this. I don't want to ever do it again. You have all this gear. Like when I did my first triathlon and like started getting into training, it's like, you know, I had an $800 road bike. I bought no interest, you know, like that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, And then I just borrowed like a wetsuit. I bought like some cheap, try kit on Amazon and it was just like I just the bare minimum and that was enough to get by. So I think like if you're interested in triathlon, don't let like the cost aspect scare you away. Um yeah. You can also get like used gear online. Um again, that was like the biggest thing for me in getting into it was just like worrying about the cost of things. So um yeah, yeah don't let that scare you. Um Try to think if I have any other. I think that's just like my biggest piece of advice. Oh, my other piece of advice is when you're buying a bike <laughs> for your first bike, I always say buy a road bike, not a tri bike. Because mm, yes, again, I like that. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's more versatile, you can add aero bars to it, yep. but it's more like safer to ride on the road, safer to ride with group group rides. Like mm-hmm. if I showed up with my triathlon bike with my cycling friends, like that would be bad. They would not like that. Yes. Um. So yeah, again, you might not like triathlons. So you don't want to be stuck with some bike you can't really use. So yep. that's my advice. Yes. Yeah. It kind of just gets you into biking in general, right? right? Yes. Like you said, if you don't like tri- triathlons, but you have a road bike, you can do, like you said, Grand Fondos, coffee rides, yeah. group rides. Like there's yeah. so much that you can do with bikes are so versatile. They're so, They're so awesome. Fun. Bikes are so yeah. versatile. Like Absolutely. I was listening to the Ritual podcast with Cav, the, um, uh, the sprinter, the yeah. bike sprinter. And I loved what he said. He's like, bikes are versatile. Like, you can ride your bike with your kids. Your kids can ride your bike. You you can ride with a coffee shop. You can ride for money. You can ride for Grand Fonos. You can gravel ride, mountain bike ride. Like, there's so much you can do with bikes. It's so fun. And they're so fun. I love it. Everyone should ride a bike. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Okay. My last question that I like to ask people is, what would you tell the Caroline of 10 years ago to to keep at? Oh, my gosh. What advice would you give her? Oh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think where I was 10 years ago. Um, oh my gosh, that's such a hard question. It's always I a tell her that I always like to hear gonna, people's answers. Like, that she's going to be engaged to the guy she's dating right. that's 10 true. years ago. Just she's hang in there. Wait. Get out, girl. Be It'll be worth it. Um, it's so funny because like, I really think like when I was swimming, Okay, actually kind of funny. When I was swimming, like in high school, my one of my coaches was a triathlete and he did Ironmans. And I remember thinking, this guy's like insane. Who would do that? Like, that sounds awful. And I hated running and all this stuff, like before I started really running. And I was like, that's insane. And I think like, if, just like, I would tell myself, and I guess I did tell myself because I started doing it, but just like, running doesn't suck. Yeah. Um, you are going to do an Ironman. Um, and you're going to like it. You're going to like, you're going to like running. You're going to love it. You're going to fall in love you're with gonna the sport. You're going to love it. So. <laughs> Hang in Much there. As you hate it. Um, and you'll get back in the pool. You'll... Yes. Yes. You'll get back in the pool. No one would have thought that, honestly, but I don't know. I think just say like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Just keep at it. Have keep, fun. keep at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's great. Because it's a good thing to tell the person from 10 years ago. Because sometimes we feel like we're never going to get there. <laughs> That's true. That's, yeah. I mean, if I, like, told myself, yeah, like, seven or six years ago when I was really new to triathlon, like, keep at it. 
because you'll get your pro card one day. Like that's that would have blown yeah. my little mind back then. Like I can't. I just I don't know. It's so crazy. I like look back at my pictures from my races and I'm like I look like such a little like like my helmet would be like sideways. Like, oh my gosh! Yes. Just, like, oh my god! No, I'm like oh my god! I can't believe I race the same like, way. You just gotta yeah. get through the rookie stage, you know. You do the awkward stage. It's like your the awkward, awkward middle school years. <laughs> exactly, but it's like so worth it. <laughs> yeah, I look back at photos of my first trap, first couple triathlons, and I used a blender bottle for a water bottle. Oh my god! Yep, on your yep. bike? On my bike? Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed I didn't... it fits in the bottle cage. Yeah, I didn't have any other option, and I didn't know the difference. Like, I just needed—I knew I needed water. Right. I... That's what so else funny. was I going to use? You like flip the little lid off? Yeah, I'd like, flip the lid at the before I'd even take it out of the 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 water bottle cage. I'd right. flip the lid, and then I'd pull it, and then I'd pop the lid back down. And it worked. Look at you now. It worked. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Ten years later, almost exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, I my first my first triathlon was very crazy. Like I said, I used was my mom's it? old touring tur- bike way uh-huh. more than I did. I mean, I was, I was coming off an eating disorder, so I weighed oh like gosh. this bike was heavier than I was. Right. And it still had like the racks on the back that you would put like panniers on like to for, go. Like bike packing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, this is what she used when her and my dad oh, no. bike packed through Europe before they were married. So this was before I even existed <laughs> or was even a thought. <laughs> like just very different, you know world of triathloning so yeah so awesome all righty well i've kept you here long enough and we may have lost you i don't know um um but we are going to head out and thank you caroline for joining the podcast and for um chatting triathlon and trying to solve triathlon i don't know trying to solve the triathlon world so um, thanks for joining us and yeah, just if, if you are still here, stick around so that I can keep the recording. <laughs> <laughs>